All right, welcome everyone to the Calvary Monterey and Jesus Famous podcast. I'm Nate Holdridge and I'm excited about today's episode because I've got in the studio with me some young people that I admire who recently returned from an incredible missions trip that our church conducted to uh, Chiang Mai, Thailand and the region surrounding Chiang Mai. And if you haven't been keeping up with this missions trip, uh, it probably means you're not a regular part of Calvary Monterey. Maybe you're just listening in or whatever, which is cool. So let me give you some backdrop. Uh, we planned this trip to join together with Within Reach Global, which is read, led by David Joannes, uh, a year or so ago. And for almost an entire year, this group of 30 plus people that were going on this missions trip prepared. They read books, they had prayer meetings, they learned how to share their faith, they practiced sharing their faith, they prepared themselves for this missions trip. And uh, we really wanted to make sure that this was not the kind of missions trip where a team of youth and young adults went and, I don't know, painted a mural or something and then came back to the States. We wanted to make sure that something tangible was being done and that the gospel was being shared. And the Lord really answered our prayers and the preparation that this team uh, put into it. And they got to share the gospel with people who had never heard the name of Jesus before. And they even got to see some results of that gospel sharing. And so the Lord did exceedingly abundantly above all we could ask or think, uh, including having our own youth pastor and his wife decide that they want to move to, Ch to Thailand to, to go be full-time missionaries uh, there. So we're excited about all that, blessed about all that. Uh, but today I have five of the team members who were uh, in Thailand with me in the studio today. Uh, my favorite one of all of them is my own daughter, Violet Holdridge. Uh, then I also have with me Lily Powers, Danya Garcia, Elias Ramirez, and Kristen Beal. So, hey, you guys, thanks for being here. You guys can say hello. Hi. <laughs> We've done our mic checks. We're feeling good. The air conditioner's on. We're in the studio. And I confirmed that this is their first podcast that any of them have ever, ever been on. So... I'm pumped up for this moment. So the way it's going to go today, for those of you listening, is I got three questions that they've all thought about. We're just going to go around the table and ask each question one at a time and uh, just work through them. So the first question we're going to look at is, what was your favorite moment in Thailand? What was your favorite moment in Thailand? So I'm going to start with you, Violet. Yeah, so I was thinking about what I wanted to talk about and... There's so many experiences. It was hard for me to just choose one, but I would say one moment that really encapsulates a lot about this trip was it was our first day. Our team had spent two nights in Chiang Mai in the main city, um, but it was our first day in the villages. And we had, it was our first time going door to door, house to house in the villages. We were praying for the elderly and the sick we were praying for healing a lot of times. We might bring things that they needed. Um, and But the last house um, was two believers. And that was pretty rare because all of the other houses previously, they, they hadn't heard about God before or they didn't believe in God. And we were all just a little bit like, it was a lot um, emotionally to handle, like for our first time ever going door to door, 
um, to people who had never heard about God and praying for healing. But the last house, it was just very encouraging. And it was a really awesome experience because we got to sing worship songs with them in Thai. We were able to share encouragement with them. And I feel like we had been planting the seeds as we have we said this a lot over the trip, but we were planting seeds and we had been doing that the whole day. And mm. this last house was kind of an opportunity that we got to see what the fruit of it would look like. And that was a really beautiful moment. I love that. Cause it's kind of like, uh, you go overseas and you realize that the church is so big, you know, there's Christians everywhere all over the earth. And it's, it's like your home away from home to be able to see other Christians. That's a good one, Violet. Yeah. Thank you. It was really encouraging too because it was a couple and the older, the man wasn't able to work. He, he had an injury, but the woman was working, but she was very convinced in her heart that she could only work six days a week. And the people, the other workers were like kind of questioning that because no one else in their village was Christian. So they were able to share with, with us about that too. And it was just amazing to see how um, firm they were in their faith and their belief in God, even though that they were in this situation. I love that. I love that. All right, Lily, how about you? Um, well, first I want to say that I was at that house too, and it was really cool to see like how small the churches were there, so they really cared about every single person that went there. Mm. And that family stopped going to church for a few years, and we just went there to like encourage them and to keep going back to church. So that was really cool to see like how much they cared about all those people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So y- did you kind of see that? in Mm -hmm. the churches that were there just that the size was Mm -hmm. smaller and do you feel like sometimes we can lose that in like a larger Mm -hmm. yeah we were were talking about that a lot like how the church is in thailand compared to here because there's like because there's barely any christians there so they really like are super close-knit and just care a lot about each other and are super genuine in their faith yeah Yeah. i think we're gonna get more in that direction Mm -hmm. I, i think i've read somewhere that the average American church is actually like 75 people, mm-hmm. you know, that's like the average, but, um, and well, that's like a great number for mm-hmm. like really knowing a lot of people. So mm-hmm. what, but do you think there's like things you got to do if you're in a bigger church? Like, how do you, cause you guys know each other, you guys have mm-hmm. fellowship together and friendship together. So what are some of the things you do to make sure that you're not lost in a big church? Um, well, yeah, being part of the youth group really helped me like find out, like, find people I know here, and um, I haven't really been a part of a life group, but I think I'm going to join one, and I just like being part of our smaller groups and just seeking people out, like, after church and hanging around, and yeah. Awesome. Mm -hmm. Awesome, Lily. I'll be Mm -hmm. praying for you. Yeah, thanks. All right, Danya. Wait, that wasn't Oh, that wasn't your thing? (laughs) Oh, that's brutal. I'm a terrible host. You were echoing what she said. Okay, got it. Okay, Okay. that was great. Thank you. Okay, well, Lily, back to you. What was your (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so my favorite moment was the last night we spent in the villages before going back to Chiang Mai. Um, There was, like, we had finished our outreaches for that day, and we were going to have, like, a night of worship, but before that, like, everybody was just, like, practicing worship and playing games and stuff like that and there was a ton of kids running around so I was just like I'm gonna go like find these kids and just like see like how I can interact with them because I asked them and they didn't know any English so I was like this is a really cool opportunity so like by that time we'd been there for like a week or something like that so I knew like a few phrases in Thai and it was just 
really fun to just like sit down with them and they're like five of them all sitting around me and they're like what's she gonna say like <laughs> I'm um, just like trying to learn from them and just like playing with them and like dancing with them and stuff like that was mm. really fun and learning their names and the kids were there which is super fun to talk to and just like show love to and then after that once the worship was ready we all like sat together and it was just really fun to worship with them and like um get got to pray over them after the teaching and stuff like that and um just like it's really easy to feel like you belong there in Thailand because of how welcoming and like happy everybody is to have you so that was really nice and and then after that that was when we stayed at people's houses and stuff so then I got to stay at the house of one of the girls who I was sitting sitting next to so that was really fun and Violet was there also for that we just like went to their house and like played with them and like they didn't know any English and we barely knew any Thai so it was really fun for us to just try to bridge that communication barrier knowing that like we all love God and like that's what we're connected by and just really great experience it was like really thrilling and like what 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 a rare opportunity this is to just like for sure be able to bridge that communication barrier just like by both loving God and just yeah it was really fun was it scary at all going to people's homes that you're like I don't know you guys we can't <laughs> I was having a blast I was like thrilled like we got in like it was dark already and the, like this lady just split us up so we got all got in a truck like some people in the back of the truck some people inside the truck and we we're like drove off this bumpy road it was dark we had no idea where we, don't yeah, you were there too oh yeah I was there yeah so we were like no idea where we were going and nobody in the truck spoke English <laughs> and we we're like oh, this is so fun <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I love that, Lily. Do you mm-hmm. think that the time of your life that you were, you grew up in mm-hmm. other cultures, you know, overseas, mm-hmm. do you think that that gave you like a deeper appreciation for that kind of thing? Yeah, definitely. I was like, this is nostalgic. I don't understand anything <laughs> around me. Like, because that's what I grew up around is like not being able to understand people's conversations and stuff like that. So it did kind of remind, remind me of like trying to play with kids who don't speak any of the same language or stuff like that. So it was really fun. I was just super excited that I know knew like three sentences. I was like, I can use these. <laughs> I love that. I love mm-hmm. that. I actually got to go yeah. to Lily's house in Hungary oh, yeah. when she was a little girl. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah I think visit, I was eight or something. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was amazing. Mm-hmm. You also had a buzz cut then too. That's right. <laughs> it's vintage. <laughs> He's bringing it back. That's right. <laughs> okay, so that was yours. You did. Yes. Now you did yours. Now okay. you can move on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad you spoke up. Okay, Danya, what was yours? My favorite moment in Thailand. Um, man, I have two. I didn't know which one. But um, let's see. Violet had seven. She said, what? Seven favorite moments. I had to narrow it down. <laughs> okay, give us two. Oh, both of them? So, one of them was during the same time that Lily talked about when we had that special church service. And for me, for the most part, that made it special was the joy and happiness that they had of being able to praise God and show the love and joy that they received to the people and community around them was really impacting because here in America, it's very common, like, oh, yeah, I'm Christian. It's very common. And it was very refreshing, like, that it's a true privilege and not a lot of people around Asian communities have that opportunity. And it was very refreshing. Mm. And I just felt that joy. And we were, like, we were singing, we were jumping, we were clapping. And it was just, 
it's just a joy that you can't feel in anything else besides in Christ. And that was really what brought me joy. And it made it a special moment. Mm. Um, and then the second moment was teaching the little kids about the salvation bracelet. Um, during the first village, um, we had a VBS and it was very much improv. Um, it made me realize that we... Um, we should share the gospel with everyone and every single opportunity that we have. And again, with the language barrier, it was very fun. Um, and I told them, I described them each, sing, every single color. And the translator would tell them and explain even more. Um, yeah, I have it in my water bottle, actually. Um, it was just amazing. And it made me realize, like in the book of David Joannes, um, about the gospel privilege that we have um, and that we should share about it constantly. Um, that was just one of the good, great memories that I have, those two, definitely. Mm, I loved seeing the photos of those VBSs and <laughs> yeah. sharing with those kids. They seemed so hungry and open to you guys. Was it that, Did that surprise you? Yeah, definitely. There were different situations with the three different groups, but for me, it was they were actually paying attention, and you could see it in their eyes. They were so desperate for something so warming and welcoming and joyful with filled with love and that love came from christ and it was mm. just i could feel like you know like when your grandma gives you a hug and it just feels so good and like you feel at home that's how i could see it through their eyes and they felt like at home and it was just something really special at that moment and i loved it and i was in my heart i was just like wanting to jump and scream and i was like yes all this preparation finally like we're here we're actually in thailand so it was mm. definitely that do you think that the religion that they that's dominant over there mm. kind of makes kids want to have something that's like personal and real and like god loves you guys like it, 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 does it prepare them for that a little bit Kristen's nodding her head yeah saying, i think yeah. it was definitely different for them because they had a lot of like amulets um, around their house and they had like bracelets and things like that and this was instead of of it like being their actual salvation it was a representation of their salvation so it was um something completely different for them and that was i feel like that's what called them to that and they were just with open arms and their 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 eyes and their heart and their mind they were so open and willing to listen to us and it was crazy like these americans and things like that i was just like why would they want to listen to us even the grandparents were listening and active and they did the salvation bracelets as well in a different situation but they were so willing and that's some that, that was a big shocker for me personally mm. how special yeah all right elias what was your favorite or a favorite moment in favorite. thailand um i have i want to share two things from the village from the second village we were at, and then I have one thing, I think, on the first night of the first village. So for the first village, it was super awesome. It was the day after doing a lot of house-to-house, -house, and um, that was challenging, just to, what's it called, have the boldness to share, and with it being my first time doing it, like, mm. two people I do not know, especially on the other side of the world, like, that's that's a completely different game. But um, we were sitting in the back of a pickup truck, and it was raining. Uh, it was really warm still, which... It's pretty nice, actually. But um, it was me, Ian, uh, Ellie, Eli, and Brady. And we were all just talking, uh, talking about, like, how it went, because we were in two separate groups while doing House to House. And uh, it was funny, because it was a nice, because Eli said, if this trip gets any better, I'm going to die of happiness. And that, uh -oh. was, <laughs> that was really good. Um, 
but it was super cool just to share with them and like yeah it was just really cool to share with them like what we were doing and how we were doing it like what we were like and like when we were calling on God like you were talking about our struggles which was really nice as well just gave us comfort Mm. and then for the second village um it was a Sunday service and we were able to what's it called I was able to me and Brady were able to lead worship a couple times which was really fun whoa so that was really cool. Brady did more than me just because <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> I can't do it in front of people. It's really difficult. What's your What's your instrument? Were you playing? Guitar. Okay. Yeah. Brady is better at what he knows than me, but I'm pretty good at learning. So I was able to learn on the spot for the song that I played. Okay. But um, I was able to lead worship. And then after I did worship, um, what's it called? I was, Ian looked at me and said, do you want to share your testimony? And I was like, come on, man. <laughs> I was like, but I, I, re- I rewrote my testimony, just reworded it to make it better for the translator. And that was really quick. That was 30 seconds. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, and then I did my testimony. So that was really awesome. It was really, um, encouraging just because they were also willing to listen and just to be like there present at that time. So that, that was, those are the two things or three things that really like my favorite things there now it seems like from what i heard about the trip there were just a lot of times where you didn't really know what was going to happen like like ian throwing it out there on you like that was it like that the whole trip just Mm -hmm. like here we go so the first the first uh night or the first day we were there we went to the villages we were the first group to get thrown to the village for the first four days so that was super difficult to get acclimated to um but the first village we did a vbs and it was really really disorganized we had like one side of the school was like bubbles and like games with the balls and stuff other side was like face painting and then the middle was like just singing and dancing so that was really funny and then after that they were like all right we're doing house to house now i'm like dang (laughs) so yeah just when i thought i got this figured out yeah and I'm, i'm so proud of you guys i mean just that's scary to me, you know, going house to house doing that. So that, that's just, that's really cool. Yeah. Thank you, Elias. Uh, Kristen, how about you? What was one of your favorite things? Okay, so my moment kind of is like a split in because it kind of ventures off into two directions, but it's the same idea. So I thought it was really cool to dance in front of people because I'm not much of a performer and I hate performing in large groups. But one thing that anyone here that worked with Ajahn Lek, so Pastor Lek, when they were there, knew that a lot of her ministry involved dancing in people's homes. Mm-hmm. And I never thought that that'd be something so fun and a way to connect with people. But there was one lady's house that we went to, and she was in her 80s, and we weren't sure what we were going to do. It was very spur of the moment. You're not sure if you're going to share the gospel or pray or get asked to leave or just what's going to happen. And so we kind of just kept talking with her about her life and then we decided to do some dances for her and one was the one that we did on Tuesday that um, some people did on stage and it was just really cool because after we were done she decided she was going to show off some of her dance moves and it was just so cute to see this 80 year old lady connecting with us and just showing like her ancient like ways that of her dancing that was so cool and she was so excited to do it and it was cool because a lot of the time we'd go to elderly people's homes they were just so shocked uh, by the love that we showed them that they'd be in Mm. tears or just weeping and saying how beautiful you were and how much they appreciated us coming so it was like so cool to see someone sharing 
sharing and the joy that we had. And then also just dancing in front of the kids was so much fun because we went to one of the schools there and it was so weird because the school was totally fine with us sharing the gospel and even the teachers were there like listening to us and hearing in Thai what we were sharing but they are like totally fine stopping school you could see like the superintendent of their school in the corner in their uniforms just watching and listening and we were just dancing and singing in Thai a song about Jesus and it was so cool to do that and it just made our dance more joyful and our movements not scary at all because it was something that we were doing together and I didn't feel scared in that moment so it was super cool and that was definitely like some of my most memorable moments that I'll take back there's literally hundreds I'm sure we could all write down at least 20 or 25 memorable moments um yeah (laughs) but that was just something so fun that i think we probably all enjoyed so i'm hopeful that that would yeah (laughs) i love that it's like uh the there's a language barrier but god has i think put into the creation musical notes and harmonies and all of that and music and stuff that accompanies music like dancing is like this universal language and so you're seeing these barriers come down with people you don't know the same language but you are speaking in a sense to Mm -hmm. them i remember one time i was in india when i was like in my 20s and i was asked to do a rap song and i did it for these people who had never heard hip-hop in their entire lives i had to to teach this indian drummer how to like drop a beat like and so we did a whole thing and I remember this one guy came up to me and he could he could barely speak English, but he he got out, you sound like Michael Jackson. <laughs> but they loved it so much. So that's so sweet. You'll never forget that for your entire life. All right, I'll just do a little time check here. All right, we're good. All right. Thanks you guys. That was great. Round one was good. You guys ready for round two? Okay. <laughs> All right, so our second big question I wanted to ask is, what is a big thing that God taught you? What is a big thing that God taught you? I love this question, not what is the big thing that God taught you. I don't want to put too much pressure on you because I know he taught you guys so many things. But what's a big thing that God taught you that you're willing to share, of course, with the internet? So, Violet, I'll start again with you. What was a big thing God taught you? Yeah, so for me, I feel like there were just countless times that we would just see all of these circumstances come together and it was really amazing and I feel like I just have such a greater like appreciation and realization of how God is always working and like one instance of this was um, our first day we went to a church service and we heard a sermon on the paralyzed man that Jesus healed his four friends brought him to Jesus through the roof. And then the next, I think it was two days later, we went to a home of a, a man who was in a motorcycle accident and he, he wasn't like completely paralyzed, but he, he had, he had a lot of injuries and like his head was dented and he had been like that for 20 years. And I just remember like thinking like, what in the world, like this is the most like amazing parallel that we can like tell him about. And I was trying, somebody suggested it to me and then I wanted to share with him and then I couldn't find the story in my Bible and then Lily just like handed me her Bible and she was like, here you go. And it was just like, I feel like I could just see how like everything was just coming together and there were so many other moments like that on the trip that it was like such a 
it was so much easier for me to see like the ways that God works and like I've been able to look back as well and see Hmm. the ways that everything was coming together. Like with the big story of May, like we didn't even realize the impact we had until we talked to the other team. So things like that, I just tell everybody a little bit about that because that was, I know that's a big story, Mm -hmm. but for people who are listening, who haven't gotten to hear that story, I think that's a special one. Sure. So our team, team one, we went to this village in the Lampoon province and we, we attended a church service, um, on a Sunday and in the back there was a woman, she had a skin condition. Her name is May and she, she looked very, very ill. She could barely hold herself up. And there was a time in the service where, um, Ajahn Lek asked for us to all pray over her. So we held we put our hands on her. Everyone prayed at the same time, all in different languages. You know, we were praying in English. A lot of them were praying in Thai or Burmese or whatever their fluent language was. Danya was praying in Spanish. <laughs> yeah. And um, and then we also prayed for her after the service, too. And you can kind of just see, like, the color come back into her. She wasn't, like, it wasn't clear um, in the moment, like, how much she was being healed physically, but you could tell that something was lifted and also, um, their hearts. So her heart and her husband, we were able to lead them through a prayer of salvation and they made the commitment to get rid of all of the amulets and idols in their houses as well. So everyone could kind of feel like this demonic, like oppression, almost just like leaving her body Mm -hmm. and also her husband who accepted Jesus as well. And it was really powerful because there was a moment when she was walking through the prayer that she wasn't able to say in Jesus name, amen. She had to, they had to try and get her to repeat it multiple times. And then she finally did after we kept praying and the same thing happened with her husband. And it was just amazing to hear like a couple days later when we were talking with team three that she was singing over and over again the song Jesus Jesus you make the darkness tremble she was saying his name in Thai um but and it led to you know like around 30 people as well in their village seeing um her healing and how much better she was in her life and they also believed, and it's just led to so many beautiful things. So that was a really big, um, that's another example, yeah, of how God is just using every circumstance. And mm-hmm. I feel like I'm able to see that so much more now. Does that help you at, in just everyday life, you know, to feel that, okay, God is, he's in control. He's doing things. Yeah, definitely. I, I feel like there were a lot of things. Like, I remember kind of walking away from that, and I was talking with Tatum, and we were sort of like, like, did we really help her or like, is this just like sort of like, it just kind of felt like how, how do we know if like she's really healed forever or like, okay, she got rid of her amulets, but is her life going to get better? And then like seeing now that her life is so much better and yeah, I definitely think I'm able to realize in the moment now in my life more, more often because of those experiences yeah there was a man in the gospel of john that jesus touched and healed and the disciples and everybody in that era they thought if you're sick then that means that you or your parents did something bad they you sinned that's why you're sick but jesus healed him and he explained to everybody this 
has happened so that you might know the power of God. And I think that May's story is one of those stories where God was using her as an instrument to declare the gospel to the whole town. Yeah, definitely. Cool. All right, Lily, how about you? What was a big thing that God taught you? Um, yeah, looking back in retrospect, like having just time to reflect on all that happened on the trip was really great to just see how God was like present and working and like showing me different things. Like mm-hmm. one of the biggest things was like the first half of the trip, I was like kind of feeling discouraged because like as the daughter of an evangelist, I was like really knew how important it was what we were doing and like, but I just saw how great the need was and like pr- felt kind of discouraged because I felt like we couldn't do enough to save all those people because there's so little access there so I was mm. like putting a lot of the pressure on myself like how am I gonna do this you know so um I was just really feeling like burdened with like how little they knew about God but then um like this verse came to me that I remembered a teaching from that I can share and um because I was just thinking about the word burden and I was like oh wait there's a passage that's mm. passage that says my burden is light so I remembered um, Matthew 11, verse 28 and through 30. Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest in your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. So those, like, I was feeling really discouraged that, like, at the halfway point through the trip. And then I remembered that verse. I was like, that's incredible because, like, like, I just needed that rest in my heart and knowing that the responsibility or the pressure wasn't on me to, like, um, share the gospel, like, so well that they would get saved and, like, stuff like that, so the responsibility, like, the pressure is on God and, like, but there's peace for us knowing that we don't have to be good enough to do it because God just needs us to be willing so he can work through us, and, um, he's, like, like, we don't have to be worried about people's salvation because God is so faithful in seeking people out and his love is so strong that, he will seek them out for their entire life. And, like, we only knew, like, the people we met there, we only knew them for such a short period of their life, but God knows them for their entire life. And this is just, like, one part of their testimony of God, like, seeking them out is us going. But it doesn't matter if, like, if they didn't come to salvation that day because God is still working in their lives, Mm -hmm. even if it's not just through us. So the focus really isn't on us. It's on God and how he can work. And so we could just have so much peace that he's faithful and um, when we're doing God's work because like we know he has us here for a reason and even if we don't see a ton of salvations um this like this labor is not in vain and God is doing such a good work that we'll never be able to see until we get to heaven so it was just like the story with May that was really cool that we got to see the results of that but I know we prayed for healing for so many people and uh, I just learned that God is so faithful and even though we didn't see the results of everybody else we prayed for um, I know we will see them eventually, like, once we get to heaven, it's going to be so joyful when we see all these people and, like, the effect that what we did there had and how it's just going to keep on going and how God's going to keep working through those seeds. Um, yeah, so, it, like, and it just helped me, like, have so much more peace with sharing the gospel and, like, my feelings of inadequacy and stuff like that, like, really helped me deal with those because I just knew, like, those are really just, like, me, like, doubting if God can use me, so... But once I knew, like, God is so powerful, like, his, like, strength is made perfect in our weakness, and, um, yeah. Yeah. Preach, Lily. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I just wanted her to keep going. That was so good. I yeah. mean, that what you shared right there is, like, 
I would have to say it's one of the strongest foundational or pillar uh, perspectives and things to understand mm-hmm. for being used by God mm-hmm. because you just can't uh, bear the burden by yourself. Mm-hmm. You have to trust that you're just a, you know, the image that Paul used when he talked about it was God has a field and I'm like mm-hmm. a worker in that field, but there's other people working that same field. And I just get the honor and the privilege of doing one part. You know, he said, uh, I planted Apollos watered, but God gave the increase. So to get that in your heart at the age that you're at, that's mm-hmm. incredible. I can tell that God is preparing you f- to be used by him. Yeah, that was like the biggest thing that was like on my mind the whole time of the trip. And like, and it was also really nice, like whenever I had, whenever I, whenever I was discouraged or something like that, God never like left me alone in that. He always like reminded me of a scripture or sent a person to encourage me and just like, mm-hmm. I never felt like abandoned or like, like, cause we're, we were like, a lot of us had doubts and stuff like that. Like, mm-hmm. it's God going to use us in this way we're hoping for. Like, is he going to like show up, you know? So it was just really great to see his faithfulness was like, just reminded to me again, like all these things I knew beforehand, but like you get to see them in such a more real way once you like actually going, mm-hmm. you know? So that was like the biggest thing on it's the powerful. trip for me. Yeah. It's powerful. Okay, that wasn't just your thing about violets, right? I get to keep. I get to move on. Okay. <laughs> How about you, Danya? What was a big thing that God taught you? Um, one of the main things that I felt that I learned or that I was taught by God throughout this whole trip was that um, everything that had happened prior to the trip was for a reason. So I grew up in kind of a hard part of the city um i was i had a lot of medical problems growing up um for the most part i was the only christian at my school i only know like one or two people even Mm -hmm. now in high school i know just one girl and she comes to calvary so it was really hard um but through those hardships i was able to relate to the people in chiang mai um i was able to share my testimony with several people and i didn't think i was gonna share it because not everybody, you know, gets sick and they get paralyzed and things like that, which is something not common. So whenever the situation came up, it was like, no, you really are important and God set up your life a certain way for you to share it and show the love of God um, and the sacrifice that Christ gave. And it was something really mind-blowing, you know. It's always like, oh, God has a plan for you. Um, God has a plan for you. Um but it never really came to mind. It never, I never really saw it in action up until this mission trip. And this mission trip, out of all the trips that I've gone to, was definitely mo- the most impactful and showed me that all of the hardships that I went through with Christ was meant for me to share my testimony with people like May, with a girl that um, was the only Christian in her village and in her high school. Um, definitely like this grandpa that was really like sad and he felt depressed. He didn't feel that like joy that he had of being alive. Um, sharing what happened through COVID, even for all of us here, I know. But um, all of those hardships, again, helped us share our testimony and share that love of Christ. Mm. So that was definitely... That's so good. I just, I wanted to say that it was really cool to see like that one time when there was like an older couple and they commented on how healthy you looked and everyone was just kind of giggling. But like, then you use that as an opportunity to share like, well, I actually had to go through a lot to be here Mm -hmm. where I am and it's because of Jesus. Mm -hmm. And there were a lot of amazing moments like that that you Mm -hmm. were able to just kind of integrate your testimony into 
their situations and relate to them yeah yeah I was really proud of how you were like actually I'm healthy because God healed me and has been faithful in my life I was like man she just turned that around so fast that was amazing yeah definitely that's Mm -hmm. so cool yeah Mm -hmm. Paul talks about to the Corinthian church he talks about how we have been comforted or we we comfort with the comfort that we have received from God. Mm-hmm. So like the concept is like, I can give out what I have received from the Lord. So the, the truth of the matter is we don't go through anything in life that is only for us. It's for us, but then for other people. And that sounds like uh, what God was doing through you while you were there. Yeah, That's powerful. I love that. All right, Elias, you're up, man. So what was, what was the big thing that God taught you while you were there? Um, one a big thing that God taught me oh there was that he can be relied on um during yeah so the second day of the village or the first village um I was just going through I was just starting off in Deuteronomy I was going through Deuteronomy 1 and um you know as Lily was talking about there is a big burden for like saving or not saving but like just sharing that like mm-hmm. you we won't be able to save them all we don't have that power and it's up to God And so I was reading through, and it's Deuteronomy 1, uh, verse 17 to, where is it? Oh, yeah, just 17. Uh, Do not show partiality in judging. Hear both small and great alike. Do not be afraid of anyone, for judgment belongs to God. Mm. Bring me any case too hard for you, and I will hear it. And so, like, you don't have to take on, like, something that's difficult on your own. You can pray about it, like, in the middle of talking with them, but you can still listen. Um, And it was just good to, like, hear that. And then also, um, just during, at the end of the trip, I was just thinking about it and how, what's it called? Like, I'm here. I'm available Mm. to be used by God. And, um, it was, it's Isaiah, Isaiah 64, verse eight. Yet you, Lord, are our father. We are the clay. You are the potter. We are all at the work of your hand. And just being available to be molded and used in the way that God wants us to be used and not having to push through on our own or think about it all on our own strength. So that was the main thing that God taught me. I love that, man. I, I can't tell you how exciting it is for me to hear a young man say, I was reading in Deuteronomy 1. <laughs> I love that. And then you're quoting from Isaiah, So, but I'm not. you didn't read from Deuteronomy all the way through Isaiah no, no, on the no, trip. No. Okay, I was going to say, you had to do some actual ministry too, right? <laughs> but, but I love that. So you're... you're you're just like you're getting from God in his word the perspective that you need for that moment, right? And I yeah. think that's one of the things that happens when we step out to serve the Lord, when we when we uh, put our lives on the line. It's like we are preparing the soil of our own hearts for God to speak to us. Sometimes mm-hmm. we're waiting for God to speak to us and to show us things, but we're not in the game. Yeah. So it's like, what you're there you are, you're doing it. It's like, God, I need to hear from you. I need mm-hmm. perspective. I need wisdom. Yeah. So I love that. You feel like maybe the Lord's stirring you up to serve him more? Um, I have, Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah, Lily has been inviting a lot of the Thailand team to do outreaches yeah. with her and her dad. Awesome. So yeah, I'm trying to be available to do those as often as I can. That's cool. That's yeah. cool. All right, Kristen, how about you? What was one of, one of the big things God spoke to you? I think that through this trip, one thing God was teaching me was to be more vulnerable with the other people around you. And um, because I think we can get so self-absorbed that 
we think even like with God's plan even if we're trying to follow God's plan we're like well how is he going to use me in this instance how am I going to do this and it can be rough because sometimes we're not going to be used and um, I remember that when we were going to house to house sometimes um, I wouldn't be sharing the gospel and I would feel like oh I'm not doing anything even though I was praying I still did not see like at the time how God just provides these different people and then one time when I remember I was sharing the gospel at one house with Ella and a few other people. People, like, it wasn't just one person I was sharing. It'd be, like, I shared some and Ella shared some and Bryce said something at the end. And it was really cool to see how that worked out because we're so we're supposed to be unified in Christ. And that was something I was struggling with. But also to be unified with others, you need to be vulnerable with them because mm. how can someone be unified with someone they don't really know? How can they support you if they don't actually know um, like what you're going through or what you've been through. So, um, I got to do that with some of the people on my team and that was really helpful because, um, people can just support you in better ways because God's going to support us, but he's also going to encourage us and support us through others. And it's so important to have people like that around you. Like we are called to be a light among others, but we're not called to only be among unbelievers. We should also be with each other. And that was just really encouraging. And even though we have different gifts, like I'm also going to be talking about Corinthians later because it's really cool because the Corinthians like struggled a lot in their faith sometimes. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, oh yeah, me too. But um, one thing that Paul talks about is how there's so many different parts of the body of Christ. And just because like you can get so much into comparing and being like, well, I'm not like this, so I'm not part of the body, but there's different parts and some things are like very figuratively, some things are like an ear and some things are an eye and some things are like a mouth and it's okay because they just work together, but you also need to like be confident that God has you where you are for a reason and not um, like get judgmental of yourself or harsh and so that was really cool. It's kind of a multifolded answer, but it's something that God's continuing to teach me and has been teaching me for years. So it was really cool to see that grow more when I was there. Yeah. Being part of a body, Mm -hmm. (laughs) being part of a team. Yes. And that, yeah, I know you're talking about like as a, as a pastor, you know, it's a super common issue for pastors to compare themselves with other pastors, you know? And when I first started in pastoral ministry, it was like, it was hard to even like, it was, it took a few steps to even hear someone else's sermon, you know, it was like, you had to like order a tape or something, you know, and get it like mailed to you. But now it's like, you could listen to all the best preachers with a couple pushes on your cell phone, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's like, you're exposed to people that it's like, wow, they said that better than I say it, or they, you know, they're, they're doing that better than me. And but to be confident that like, no, this is who God made me to be. I have my part to play in on this team. And just because Danya is good at this or Elias is good at this, I can celebrate that even yeah. if that's not what I'm good at. Um, so I love that. What what did it kind of look like to be um, have that uh, vulnerability with people on your team? Is it just kind of like talking together, praying together, kind of saying like, I'm a little freaked out right now. Like, how does that how did that look? Yeah, for sure. There was a lot of moments where we didn't have, like, I know some of the teams would do, like, a nightly team debrief or a morning team devotional, but we were more in smaller groups with people and just talking about, like, when you would share a devotional, talking with other team members before with stuff that, you know, they never heard before. So um, just, like, showing them those parts of you so that they could support you in those moments was really important because it's okay that you have those fears, um, like, you're not going to never maybe be perfect or anything like that, but it was just 
like being open with people and telling them like how you felt in that instance, whether it was edifying, glorifying to God or whether it wasn't. And it's hard, but it was so worth it so that you could um, grow through that. And Mm -hmm. it was just learning to not just learning to talk about like what really did happen in that moment and what you really felt versus like what you want people to think you felt. And that was really important for just continuing to go um, further on that trip and like develop further and grow from what we've done since we're just continually growing and trying to become more like Christ instead of just being content with where we're at. So um, it's definitely something I'm still learning. So it's not something I have like a dead set answer on. Um, but I think that's a really cool thing. Yeah, that's beautiful. I, one of the things I'll say sometimes with people that I serve with when I'm having times of discouragement or doubt or like I don't, I'm not able to believe that God is going to do this or that is I'll say to them in candor, I need to ride and borrow your faith right now. Mm-hmm. Like I'm feeling weak. I don't feel like I can see that God's doing it. But I can tell you believe, so I need to I need to ride your coattails for a second. Yeah. yeah. All right. So the last question you guys have done awesome. This is so great to hear from you. Uh, the last question we're going to look at today is how has this mission trip impacted your life? Okay. So this could be like a this could be one of those like ten part podcast series. I'm sure because I I know it's impacted your lives in a lot of ways. And then also there's certain things that you'd have no idea, you know, in 20 years, you might be able to answer this question better than you can answer this question right now. But I'm sure there's things that you guys know. Yeah, God impacted me. And here's a way that uh, this trip impacted my life. So Violet, I'll start with you again. Okay, so I feel like, well, beforehand, before the trip, we read a book from David Joan and he's called Gospel Privilege. And it was like, it was cool to read it, and you were kind of like, oh, yeah, yeah, gospel privilege, like, you know, we're Americans, like, whatever. And then you go there, and you just realize, like, how big of a privilege we have of, as Americans, of knowing the gospel, like, for me, of having grown up in a Christian home is also a privilege. And I remember one instance where Leia, our, one of the people who was on the Within Reach Global staff, was with us, and we were talking to like an older person and everyone was kind of like scared to talk. And she was just like, you guys, like this person might never hear the gospel again. She might die before she ever has that chance again. And we were all just like, Oh yeah. Like (laughs) we like, you just made you realize like what an immediate need they had there. And then like coming back here, it's impacted my life realizing like not to waste opportunities and like, taking advantage of the privilege we have, but also not just letting it go and just be like, well, everyone in America's heard about Christianity, so it doesn't matter anymore, Mm. like, not wasting the opportunities and almost, like, still realizing, like, the immediate need is still here, and I feel like I'm trying to think about that in everything I do now in my life. I love that, Vi. I mean... Yeah, we in the culture that we live in, there's probably not a lot of people who haven't heard the name of Jesus, but they've probably heard the wrong things about Jesus or had the wrong representation of Jesus or had Jesus followers who weren't quite following Jesus in their lives. There's like so much work to do and to embrace that vision. I love that. I'm with you. All right, Lily, how about you? What was, uh, how did it impact your life? 
Um, I feel like I just learned so much about God on this trip that really, like, impacts just the way I act as a Christian, like, just seeing how much I could trust in Him, like, like, I was thinking about this earlier, and I was like, oh yeah, when you, like, if you go on, like, a zip line or something like that, you trust in, like, the straps and the harnesses before you get on, because, like, people tell you you can trust in them, and because you know you're going to make this big leap, but then once you actually jump off and do the zip line, then you're like, yeah, I trust it, and you're just, like, having a great time, just, like, flying through the air, and that's, like, how the mission trip felt, is, like, walking up the really big steps to the zip line, and, like, okay, I better trust these straps, because we're gonna do this, <laughs> and then, and then we're, like, flying, and it feels amazing, and just, like, that feeling of, like, knowing that you can trust God, and just, like, witnessing his power, and, like, how he wants to use us, um, really makes me want to be, like, more bold and available for God, and... Um, and I found this verse that kind of encapsulates that, also from Isaiah. Uh, all these things my hand has made, and so all these things came to be, declares the Lord. But this is the one to whom I will look, he who is humble and contrite in spirit, and trembles at my word. And it's just really cool, um, knowing that God wants to use us, and he's so powerful, and he could just share the gospel on his own if he wanted to, and reveal himself to people, but he delights in using us, and showing himself to us so that we can share him with other people and just like knowing that like if we take on the spirit of humility and just exalting God in our life that's also a big theme of like Isaiah is um just putting God above ourselves just knowing that like if we do that God wants to use us and um he's like so powerful to do that despite our inadequacies and stuff like that and it just made me more aware of like the presence of God and Mm -hmm. how he's like He's so with us. Like, at the end of the Great Commission, it's he says, like, I'm with you to the end of the age. Um, so just knowing, like, God is with us, and we can trust in him, and, like, like doing, like, sharing the gospel is scary, definitely, at times, but, like, like we have assurance that, like, this is the right thing to do, and, like, like God is with us. Amen. Yeah. I'm putting mm-hmm. that zipline illustration in my sermon oh. file. <laughs> So good. I'm rocking that one. <laughs> I thought of that yesterday. I was like, that's amazing. <laughs> I need to be like, as Lily Powers once told me. <laughs> How about you, Danya? What was a uh, what was something that God uh, or that, that uh, you're bringing home with you? Oh, there's so much. Yeah. It's just so hard um, trying to answer this question. But one of the main things, as I had previously talked about, it made me realize that we have um, a burden slash privilege of sharing the gospel through reading the book of David Joanne's Gospel Privilege, it made me realize the impact um, that the gospel can have. Um, and that even though we may not be able to go to another country every year, we still can do a big impact um, in our home country, in our home city, even with one person that it says like in the heavens, they will be rejoicing once somebody receives Christ. So it was... Um, just knowing that made me like, oh, I need to go home and I need to start with like working with my mom because we're starting a ministry, hopefully in my home city, um, reaching out teenagers, which I'm so excited for. Um, and then, um, sharing my faith with my friends at school. It's definitely something that I struggle with a lot, you know, peer pressure, um, and then stereotypes about Christianity is definitely hard and I deal with it a lot, but the last day that, um, we were in Thailand, um, we had like this little like service for ourselves and we it was just a time of prayer and worship because they told us that not only will we be impacted in Thailand, but we will be impacted back home. So um, 
throughout the prayer and worshiping and everything, it made me realize that I guess I'm going to start serving in ministry and I don't know where to start, but um, I've talked to my parents and I'm hopefully looking towards an internship in um, within Reach Global and talking to my parents and working with them because we've definitely gone to mission trips to Mexico, but I feel like there's a way greater necessity in Thailand or in countries in general in Asia and I just feel so motivated. I felt this joy and this like just this exciting feeling and wanting to jump up and down when I heard about um Josh and Erica wanting to move to Thailand I like ran towards Erica and started jumping and I was like screaming I was so excited and that's the joy that I feel um when it was like we have this privilege of sharing the gospel and we should take our like we should dedicate our lives to it completely um and that's something that I really felt that I was called to do even before Thailand um, in the high school, like, service camp, I guess you could call it, um, at Gleanings, I had said openly, um, that I feel like I'm called to start, um, either working, like, um, drying peaches or getting them in containers and things like that, or actively sharing the gospel. I was, at that moment, I was just like, I'm just gonna, whatever you give me, God, I'm gonna accept it and work for you as hard as I can. Um, so that's definitely one thing that impacted in my life and realizing that there's a big burden out there. Yeah. So that's no small thing. I love that. (laughs) I love that. Yeah. That's God. That's God stirring a calling on your in and on your life and uh, putting his finger on you and saying, Hey, I'm inviting you to, to do something, you know, for me, Paul, Paul, the apostle, when he wrote to Timothy, and I love this line, it's in in, uh, first Timothy, he says, I thank God who has counted me faithful and put me into the ministry. And the reason I love that line is because his life in a lot of ways was a suffer fest. Mm, I mean, he went through a lot of hardships, but he just looked back on it all and said, I'm just so thankful that God decided that I was faithful enough to be able to do this. Mm -hmm. You know, it wasn't a hallelujah me kind of situation, but a hallelujah kind of thing. That was good. Well, that's that's old school. Wow. (laughs) I'm going to use that next time. (laughs) But just that, man, God has called me and put his, he's inviting me into something. So Mm -hmm. he's doing that to you, Danya. I love that. All right, Elias, how about you? What was uh, Um, something that uh, impacted you uh, for home on the missions trip? Something that impacted me is, I mean, it's what, also what Danya said with like sharing with people that are around me, like at school, you know, her talking about stereotypes about Christians and peer pressure. And it's really crazy because there's a, a Christian sports thing, but I'm pretty sure maj- almost every kid in there is not Christian. Yeah. Okay. I think they only go in there because they bring pizza every week. Okay. Yeah. So I think that's the main thing why people go in there. But I mean, just being available to share when I can and when you are able to. Um, I think that's just also something that I've really been looking at. So that's why I wanted to go on more outreaches with Lily and her dad. So that's really awesome that they're starting to do that and I'm able to go. And then also just sharing at school. So I've been much more open with what I believe and um, just talking about it more. So that's something that's like I've brought back. Yeah. As you've been doing that, have you been surprised at all at the way people have responded to you? Um, yes, actually. I mean, I've gotten a couple like weird looks because um, there's the way I've 
I mean, the way I present myself, like I dress, I don't dress like, like, um, you don't wear holy garments. No, no, I, I dress, I dress like the kids at my school. Right. Yeah. But I mean, I don't sag. That's a big plus. But, um, <laughs> but, um, I don't talk like them. That's the main thing. And I'm very thankful that I'm not doing that. And I'm able to just like show that like living for God isn't like shutting everything down out of your life, like being close with people and having that, that friendship, like doesn't have to be only with Christians because you can share and like try to help the people that aren't Christian and help them come to him. So that's yeah. something that's been awesome. So it sounds like it's been important for you to help people see that like believing in Jesus and becoming a Christian, it doesn't mean that you just become weird all yeah. of a sudden. Yeah, yeah. We're people too. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love that, Elias. Okay, how about you, Kristen? Okay, yeah. So it's kind of similar in a way to like both what Elias and Violet were saying is um, on this trip, there were so many willing people that were willing to hear. And it's crazy because you don't have that much opportunity growing up where people are like, yeah, I want to hear the entire 45 minute story of the gospel. And you're like, yeah, you're like, you have like maybe like a minute or two. And um, before I went on the trip, when I was in Florida, actually, um, there was one girl I had been friends with. And um, there was a church that I went to a couple times because I was in an internship there. And she was telling me that she had never like she didn't really know like anything about Jesus or God. And I didn't know what to share with her. So I didn't. And um, but I took her to church and I just really like regret like that opportunity because that doesn't come very much like where we live especially in Monterey and California mm-hmm. and um I think it really helped me just learn like how it's really like not about us when we're sharing the gospel it's about like who God is and um just sharing a true story and because I can get so selfish or like have idols in my life and it's um sorry um, and it's just something we need to learn to minimize because God can like only speak through us if we're like minimizing ourselves because that's just how it works. And if he's going to use us, then we have to just constantly minimize ourselves and not worry about that fear. And we don't have to worry about like always making those opportunities come up because they will just by following God and doing literally like what he says in the Bible, you're going to stand out like in work. People always are like, why are you different? You're not swearing. You're not like constantly upset like with whatever they tell you. You're just joyful and willing and that's because of like following God's commandments. Mm. Like it's truly amazing and it's such a testament to um, like his truths and how like impactful they are. So knowing how to take it like further past that was something that we learned to do like constantly in Thailand. Like going Mm. home to home and sharing the gospel and just encouraging them and you don't have to get super specific about your life like Maybe that's what I thought, like, well, I became a Christian when I was three. No, it was about the story of God to someone that had never heard. And there's, there is people like that in America. And um, being able to share with, like, my coworkers when I got back some, like, I didn't tell them everything we did on the trip, but they were interested. And um, so it's just continually being willing to share with others about how God, who God is. You don't have to get super personal with everybody, but um, you're going to stand out and it's just really good that we went on that trip because now I know more about how to share the gospel because I didn't know how to before because like I've grown up in a Christian family my whole life and like was very willing to follow God but like to hear someone that hadn't heard about the gospel was in America was like kind of shocking so 
it was just really cool to do that, like I said, again, in Thailand. And I'm glad to know like how to share the gospel more so I can. But yeah. I love that, Kristen. I love your heart. Thank you for sharing that with us. It's like, uh, you know, what you said about the way that our lives and our attitudes, like people are watching us, aren't they? Mm -hmm. And they see that attitude or the way we respond to adversity or authority. And when they see us being different, it does something to them. It opens a door. And I can see that with you. You're, You're such a sweet, positive person. So I know God is using you in that way. Well, I want to thank you guys so much. It was so fun just hearing from you a little bit. I feel like you were all great representatives of your whole team. I know that there's so many more people that were a part of the team, but it was just great to like hear these things and uh, rejoice. You guys feeling good about Josh and Erica going to, uh, to Thailand? It was pretty cool, huh? Yep. So we got to keep them in prayer and, uh, you know, be supporting them. And I can't wait to see what's next for the youth ministry here and uh, what God's gonna do there. But thank you guys so much. My prayers are with you. Thanks for hanging out with me for a little bit. And for those of you that are listening to this, uh, I think that it's looking like every couple of years we'll send another team over to Thailand of of, uh, teenagers and young adults. And so if that's something you'd like to support or be involved in, just keep your uh, eyes open, your ears open uh, for the next uh, time that we have a sign up for that and begin supporting that afresh. And uh, and then, of course, around the church, you'll be hearing more and more about Josh and Erica and their kids and the adventure they're going on in the next uh, few months uh, to Thailand. And uh, we can't wait to support them. So thanks, you guys, so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Hey everyone, Nate Holdridge here for the Jesus Famous Podcast, and I wanted to let you know that I've decided to sunset this podcast uh, for a couple of reasons. One is just pastoral responsibilities, things that are being added to my plate right now that are making it tougher to create, innovate, prepare, and actually record for. Uh, Secondly, uh, we're having a tough time really seeing the kind of traction that we wanted to see uh, with this show. So that's fine. The Lord opens doors, the Lord closes doors. And uh, my hope and prayer is that the episodes that we do have up online would be a great blessing to many for years to come. We'll leave them there for folks. Uh, But uh, for us, we have to think through where are we going to invest our time and energy and talents. And uh, so it just felt at the end of the day that this was not the avenue we wanted to keep pursuing. So only so many minutes in the day. So God bless you guys so much. So thankful to be able to have this time together uh, with you. Uh, You, of course, can continue to pick us up at the Calvary Monterey podcast and also so many of the Through the Bible podcasts that I've released over the years through various books of the Bible. Uh, But thank you for those of you who have supported and have encouraged me personally, thanking me for some of the conversations and episodes that we've published over the years. Uh, But it's just time to do a few different things. And I hope and pray that you understand. So thank you so much for your love and support. You can continue to uh, read and listen to the things that I write and teach at nateholdridge.com or at calvary.com. God bless you guys.